put it on hold. All right. We'll put, it on the, put it on the shelf. We're putting it on the shelf with the intro music. Or oratory. Oh, a voice like thunder. Oh, for a voice like we got a, We got a couple of good testimonies with Dr. Ong today. So we uh, uh, okay, John. John, hold on. Hold on. When the senses are shaken and the soul is driven to madness, who can stand? When the souls of the oppressed fight in the troubled air that rages, who can stand? When the whirlwind of fury comes from the throne of God and the frowns of his countenance drive the nations together, who can stand? When sin claps his broad wings over the battle and sails rejoicing in a flood of death, when souls are torn to everlasting fire and fiends of hell rejoice upon the strain, oh, who can stand? Fiends of hell. Oh, who hath caused this? Oh, who can answer at the throne of God? The kings and the nobles of the land have done it. Hear it not, heaven. Thine, Thine ministers have done, done it. Boy, have they. Ah, we go starting off Monday morning there, and we got John in the wings, and Augustus with stories, and we're here on May the 8th. I'm glad I looked up there. I thought it was the 7th. May the 8th, two days after King Charlie was enthroned. Uh, Roger Sales with you here broadcasting all over the world on the Eurofolk Radio Network. Radio.globalvoiceradio.net network, home network.tv. I think I got that one right, Paul. And there's another one there that I never can remember. What is it, please? Freedomnation.tv. Freedom Nation. You'd think I could remember that. Freedomnation.tv. If you're listening on any of those platforms, we're certainly glad to have you as is our habit here we've got john kathy is uh, off at a doctor's appointment i'm told but augustus are you still there did augustus take off or what i think augustus took off well we'll hear from him he's got some stories he's got a new granddaughter uh and uh something about a traffic stop we'll find out about that at some point today or tomorrow good morning john Good morning, good morning, good morning. Yes, sir. We're here bright and early. We've got a couple of good testimonies from Dr. Ong today, and uh, I think you're going to be real surprised as to how they went. And if we have time, I've got some other ones that I can give you. But uh, Dewan just keeps on giving. It's the best thing to make sure you got a way to take care of yourself in the coming future, dystopian future that we're running into, where you're going to have to bend over and shake it up the ass every time somebody in government says you got to do it um the way to kind of keep yourself out of that system yes and a pretty inexpensive well, you a, to go. pretty inexpensive one way uh really if you stack it up against the other stuff out there paul now you said we had some videos to play here is this the doctor you wanted us to hear about john mr wong did you say his name is dr Ong. it's dr Ong. O-N-G, Dr. Ong. Ong. He, he routinely finds people that have uh, really had spectacular results with the wand, and he puts them out on his worldwide podcast. Okay. That's so the good this... for us, we get to... The, huh? This is the guy that's done all the other ones, Dr. Wong there, that gives us the little video stuff? Ong, yeah. 
Ong, excuse yeah. me. Ong, yeah. excuse me. My Malaysian yeah. is not quite up to snuff. Dr. Ong. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, they're ready if we're uh, ready to go. Well, you got anything to yeah, set this let's, up, let's John? Go you got any set up here for us? No, let him. He's going to set it up for you. All right. Well, Paul, let's hear Dr. Ong. All right. So I'm going to, first of all, introduce the first one from Florida, and her name is Lynn Thompson. So can we please welcome Lynn? How are you, Lynn? Hello. How are you today? Oh, feeling great. And, you know, (laughs) Lynn, I discovered you when I was scouting around looking at the different groups on Facebook um, created by our leaders, distributors, and I saw your story that you posted and there were a lot of comments, right? Um, oh. I mean, wow. Maybe I'll just briefly, you know, introduce to our viewers before you tell me how many comments you have. Um, what I saw was, uh, something that you posted about your husband's, uh, kidney, um, condition. It's a stage three kidney disease. And, um, the numbers, uh, let me just educate our viewers in case you don't know. Uh, we are looking at the, um, what we call the EGFR, right? That is the estimated glomerular filtration rate. Okay. So we were looking at those numbers. And if you are 60 and below, that's where you really need to check up. Am I right? So in the case of your husband, uh, Maybe if you will allow me, I will share the medical report that you have sent to me, and then you can explain. All right, the okay, by all um, means. Yeah, yeah. So the the first one here, as you can see, uh, you know, uh, is uh, way in uh, 2021. I guess the number we are looking at uh, is 44.4, so that is below 60. So I guess that prompted. Uh, you and your husband that, you know, perhaps you should look into the kidney uh, situation. Am I right? Tell us about it. Yes, Uh, exactly. We had, well, we discovered he had renal disease back in 2013. And we had been doctoring with a nephrologist uh, at that time. And he was, we did a diet change. Uh, He monitored his medication. Uh, He was on high blood pressure medicine at the time. And um, we just watched his numbers fluctuate. And then he leveled out and the doctor was pleased. So we went from seeing him every three months to Then in, uh, you see the numbers for September of 21, uh, it was uh, in the 40s. Yes, and he was, yes, he was, um, the doctor was, you know, you got renal disease, you got stage three, uh, kidney, but we're, we're, you've leveled off and you're maintaining. And he was happy with that. Well, then a year later, you can see his yeah. number went down to 33. Yeah. And, uh, it, it was subtle. I mean, we didn't until the blood tests. Uh, we didn't realize that there was a change. And of course, that was the year that was rough on everyone. You had, you know, a pandemic going on and, and things. So we're not quite sure why his numbers went down. Neither is nephrologist, yeah. but he was very, very concerned. 
and we had already changed the diet and he felt that maybe the blood pressure medicine which was protecting the kidneys all of a sudden didn't protect the kidneys and his numbers were in the 30s and his was well we'll just try to maintain but you're very close to stage four and you that when you get to stage four you're talking dialysis well i was not going to let that happen Mm -hmm. so we um I just started doing research, which you absolutely have to do. And at the time, we did not have the one. Um, so we we changed the diet. I added some herbal tea, and I worked with essential oils, and it brought his numbers up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, but I thought that maybe we could do a little bit better. Didn't know the answer, but I thought maybe we could do a little bit better. I was fortunate enough in um, my path, our path into self-care and more holistic medicine to be treated by a a Dr. Chartrand out of Arizona. And he had helped me in in other ways. Um, I have a bad knee and he was helping me with that. And um, I knew we had become great friends and he's kind of a mentor to me. He's since retired. But um, he, um, so I I knew he had issues with kidney. So I contacted him and he put me in touch with the wand. And that was the, the thing that was needed, the tool that was needed to get my husband's kidney better. And it is. And you can see in the paperwork I sent you, as of yeah. the end of March, his yeah. numbers are up to 48. He's doing yeah. fantastic. Pretty amazing. With the help of the wand. Pretty amazing. Now, I mean, how many months was that? Do you recall when you received the wand and uh, when did you start, you know, blowing on your husband's uh, kidneys, right? Um, you blew he, all the points and everything. Yep. We do that. He does that religiously. Um, we started mid-November of uh, 2022. So mm-hmm. it's not been that long. Yeah. And now at the end of March, you know, his numbers. Now, he doesn't have to go see the nephrologist until um, July. So we're wow. hoping to get even better numbers. And when we went to the nephrologist halfway, I think we went in February, um, they had told us that his numbers were what they were and it wasn't going to get any better that it was just going to be maintenance until he had to go into dialysis. So when we went and his numbers were up, I know. And when his numbers were up into the, at that time they were, uh, and that's the report I didn't have access to, but they were went from the 33 Mm -hmm. to the like 36.5. And he would, and he was surprised Mm-hmm. But he didn't ask any questions how we got there. You know, I, I was a little disappointed in that. So it made me more determined. And my husband, too. I mean, he wants, um, we do, he does about four nights a week. He likes more, the nights I like the morning to one. Okay. And he goes in, he wants for about 20 minutes all mm-hmm. over, touches all the points. Mm-hmm. And then he takes an additional 10 to 15 minutes 
just to do his kidney area and that the the area down around you know his bladder and yes. um, and he does that for about fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Drinks the water religiously, and yeah. so that's that's uh, wounded water. That's wounded water, right? Um, oh, wounded water. We drink it all day, <laughs> not just wow. when we want. You know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a, a I'm a real firm believer that the wounded yeah. water really helps because you know why we are seventy percent water, so. Yes. Our cells are hydrated with water and I've always maintained it, even in the Zoom um, seminar that I gave, I believe that the wondered water is the real thing, really. I'm sorry, I believe that too. I went from, I was not a water drinker when I started wanding. The hardest thing for me was to drink the water because it was like, ugh. But now that's all I drink. We keep a pitcher on the counter and all day long we drink the wanted water and we feel so much better by doing that. Wow. I mean, just listening to your story, Lynn. I mean, from 33 to move in the right direction to 48 where it is today. And I'm sure um, in the coming months when your husband sees the doctor, hopefully he will shoot past 60, right? And... uh, that will be amazing. I'll probably have to bring you back on again, you know? Yes. <laughs> <That was happen>. <laughs> <laughs> our, our, goal for right? July, our goal for July is over 60. <laughs> you know, even at 60, that is our goal. And we are going to yeah. reach that. And I will and, let you know when we reach that. I know. Lynn, you know, how many comments did you get in the in the group chat? <laughs> Wow. I was amazed. I was astounded, actually, because I just put it on a simple little paragraph, you know, but I, I, I just wanted to share it. And now I think the last time I looked, we were close to 1,500 wow. comments. That's not counting the people that personal message me. Every day I get per- personal messages. How do you do it? How can we I do know, this? I, I, and, people, you know, I think it's probably because uh, in the society that we are right now, uh, a lot of people are taking a lot of pills, you know, yeah. and that, that affects it, you know? So you have been tremendous. I mean, you responded to a, almost all of them. I think you just wanted to give back and help people who otherwise, just like in the case of your husband, um, it's like, Sorry, but you probably have to go into dialysis. You know, that, that kind of thing is like so depressing, you know. And um, wow, your story is just amazing. We Thank are not going to be, we are I not know. going to be tied to a machine. But let's, I also let's, have to tell Let's you, fight this, all right? Let's make yes. it. You know? Yeah, let's fight yes. this. And I look forward I also to have to tell you that my husband is now off completely of yeah. high blood pressure medicine because wow. the medicine they put him on to, to I read the I read the side effects and it caused kidney damage. I said why are they putting you on something that causes, that could cause kidney damage? And that made me a little frustrated and angry. So that's when I decided and between you know, the herbal teas and the, the essential oils, but natural, most important, natural remedies. Yeah, natural remedies. Yes. Uh, he's now completely off. He takes his blood pressure every day and it is like normal or below. I, I, and then when he wants, he just started doing this. He, <laughs> he takes his blood pressure before he wants mm-hmm. and he marks it down. 
And after he wands, he waits a few minutes and takes his blood pressure again, and it's even lower. So, uh, (laughs) yes. So now this is our experience, and I hope other people have the same experience, but it's different for everyone. But I just wanted to share that there is hope. Thank you so much. Thank you. And tell us a little bit about yourself, too. You have some miracle happening to you. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. I mean, (laughs) I can, I, you know, where do we start? Where do we start? It's like I've had, uh, I started to get the crooked finger, you know, that the, the, that they advertise on TV, you got surgery or you have to have medicine and all that. And I started with wanting and essential oils. I wand. And then after I wand, I, I rub in my essential oils that work for me and the wand and look, can I show my hand is straight? Yeah. Wow. Yep. There, this looks, finger was looks the pretty straight one. to me. Yeah. And it was like that. I know. And now look. I yeah. mean, it's like it's just amazing. I do my knee. Um, my knee. I was a candidate for um, knee replacement surgery, wow. and that again, I had already had my left knee replaced, and it, it was a, a good year out of my life with pain getting it better after the surgery. And I just refused to give up another year of my life to pain. And so I decided I, I won my knee. It's so much better. I, um, but it's a work in progress. I'm not quite there all the way, but I won and I can feel it getting stronger. I can feel the, 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 just the difference. I can get out of a car and stand straight up and walk. I don't have to, you know, like get that knee working and, you know, and we, we do that. And, uh, there's just so much. My joints are, um, feeling better because wow. I have arthritis and yeah. my L5 last summer at this time, I was doctoring with my L5 disc. In with a chiropractor three times a week, had to go, you know, and it would get better for the day in between when I went and then the pain would be back. And I started wanting that no pain. I can sleep all night, no pain. And it never, it never came back. (laughs) It never, if I feel a little pinch starting, I get that wand out and I start wanding and it goes away. And I just, I am just so thrilled with, I'm 73 years old. My husband's 75 and we feel great. And I I attribute it to the wand. Yeah, well, every home should every home should have one. <laughs> exactly, or two, so you two. can one together. <laughs> so the husband and wife, you know, don't have to fight for it. Anyway, thank you so much, uh, Lynn, for sharing your You're story. Um, on behalf welcome. of Thrive Management, we really appreciate and all the very best to you and your husband and your family. That was part one. Apparently, the family that wands together bonds together. I would say one thing. I want to say one thing about what she said. I would use the essential oils before you wand, not after, and let the frequency carry the essential exactly. oil frequencies in deeper. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But nice yeah, you story, can't though. Tell people how to do it. You know, no, no. Oh, no. Well, we've, we've got another we one. Unless we wanted... Now, hold on. What, John? I'm just saying, like the number of comments, I'm noticing that in a lot of the testimonies that I'm running into, the comments are beginning to run into the hundreds and hundreds of 
people uh, actively asking, well, how did this happen? How, how, do you, how are you doing it? You know, what, what, what can I do? I've got problems. How do I get one of these things? That kind of stuff. Uh-huh. What she said? here needs to get... Well, I'm what? sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. We're stepping on each other a little. Did she say she got over 15,000 comments? No, 1,500. 15, 1,500. Okay. That's still a lot. That didn't include, that didn't include her the private. She gets personally messaged to her on Facebook asking right. for help and information on how to take care of themselves. Right, well. right. Okay, cool. There's 60, over, over 64,000 people on that site now. Yikes. <laughs> it's just growing like crazy. It's just amazing. Okay, okay so are we ready for part two? Yeah. What what yeah. was that last last comment, John? And we'll do part two. I just said, you know, the next next story is a phenomenal as well. Okay. Well, let's get her going. All right. Well let's get her done. Here we have our guest from Small little island in uh, British Columbia, Canada. And uh, can we welcome Julie Howard? Hi, Julie. Hi, Dr. Ong. How are you doing? Fabulous. Fabulous. I mean, your story really touched me, and I'm sure it touched a lot of people as well. And uh, maybe you can carry us through what actually happened and how it happened. Yeah. Um, So I was volunteering at a movie shoot on the island here it was a music video and it was a highlight for me it was one of the most fun weekends that I uh, I love doing videography Uh, I'm an amateur and so I got invited to be a part of this team and the very last hour of the shoot I was asked to go to a bathtub and fill about two foot high um, buckets of water and lift them and take them and my mind said don't do it but Mm -hmm. because I wanted to be helpful Mm -hmm. I overrode my mind and and did it and on the third one I knew something was wrong Mm -hmm. and I asked if someone else could do it and from that moment on I got in my car and I could I was the pain was so strong I just I, I felt almost like I was paralyzed I got myself home and canceled my client that I was supposed to do for my own work. Mm -hmm. And I went and had a bath. And the very next day I woke up and my whole life was changed. I, I had muscle spasms where I was caught in my bed um, without being able to reach for my phone. And I would just, the must, I've never experienced pain. On that level of um, deep muscle spasm pain. And so there would be many times I would be in my bed screaming uh, and, and couldn't get out of that scenario. You couldn't even like roll or bend? I couldn't do anything. I, it, it was just from zero, like imagine just laying in bed and and sleeping. And then all of a sudden it's just you're to a thousand in pain. Wow. And so and how do you, you, you would not have a good sleep then. I mean, <laughs> well, so the first time this happened, um, I went to emergency in our hospital and they did um, x-rays 
And the doctor came in and said, hey, there's no structural damage. You, you know, back pain's hard. You need to do your core exercises and you need to take some pain meds to get here, get ahead of the pain. So you mentioned that you were misdiagnosed, wasn't it? For five months, yeah. I was misdiagnosed. Wow. So I slept in an upright chair. Oh my gosh. You slept in an upright chair. I did. Five I slept months. in the lazy room. Yeah. Down in my living room. I couldn't make it up the stairs. I couldn't hardly walk. What was really fascinating for me was. Uh, during that five months, um, God bless my son. He was right here helping me. And um, my community, I reached out to my community. I live on a small island. And yeah. a lot of the people came and, and helped me. And, and I literally had people uh, coming and making dinners for me or helping me lift me up to go to the washroom. I had one woman come and stay with me who was a came my friend would like hold me up in the shower because I couldn't I couldn't hold my spine up it felt like my spine was in puzzle pieces it there was no solid core and the pain of that of moving while feeling that was so strong from one to ten I mean a thousand a thousand oh my gosh (laughs) it was I oh. I've birthed a baby and it was Julie. Birthed. I mean, well, I can feel you. You know, although you're you're bad, you're, you're good now, but I I can, you know. Yeah. Wow! And and this is what you sent to me. And um, yeah. so this yeah. was me in the hospital. Yeah, I I finally went back uh, to another hospital that was off yeah. this little island that I live on. And they did a CAT scan on me and admitted me right away with four compression fractures. Yeah, and so they found out about this, right, on uh, the compression? Um, yeah, that was so I hurt myself in May or March. Mm-hmm. And so it was the end of July that they mm-hmm. found the compression fractures. And uh, they said the freshest one they felt was July 1st around that area. So it was yeah. happening and they wondered if I had osteoporosis. They did send me to an endocrinologist afterwards yeah. and yeah. she confirmed that. Um, yeah, so in the hospital, I just, if I could share one small story was that sure. I, was, I was, you know, finally someone was seeing there was something wrong. It wasn't that I needed to do more core exercises and that I had somehow wasn't doing it right. It was like someone saw, oh, wow, you've got this going on. So they Mm -hmm. admitted me. And one night when they admitted me, I was put in a hallway and beside me was this loud beeping machine and the lights and the Mm -hmm. nurse station right beside me. And so I was just like, oh my God, I'm here, but where's, where's, where's the room and where's the, the care? And it, I was so angry. I felt, I felt so much anger. Mm-hmm. And at 12 midnight on the fourth day of being in that hallway, oh. this woman comes out of the room. She's a Carrie. And I said, wow. I said, you've been on shifts since seven this morning. And she said, yeah. She said, we, we don't have a lot of staff right now. This was wow. in uh, March, 2021. And uh, she said, how do you feel about being the healthiest person on the floor? And I just thought she was joking. And Really? You were the healthiest person? Because there I person. was, oh angry my. that I wasn't going yeah. into the 
rooms. And she said, no, seriously, the, the person who gets this bed is the healthiest person on the floor. And that, that was a pivoting point for me in my journey because up until then I was thinking, I can't do, I can't do my life. I can't do, I can't do. I just kept seeing all the things that were, um, It's like spiraling downwards, right? Yeah, it's like all the things I couldn't do. I couldn't do yeah. anything. Yeah, couldn't even cook my own food. It was I horrible. Know. So yeah. that changed everything. The next morning, I got myself out of bed with a walker. And I started walking the hallways, and I wow. would look into every room, and no one could get out of their bed. Wow. People couldn't feed themselves. People couldn't talk. And all of a sudden, it became this feeling of, oh, my God, I can, I can do, I can talk, I can swallow, I can feed, I can feed myself. So I, suddenly, from maybe yeah. in a state of depression, you felt, oh, wow, I'm lucky. You that know, like, was a huge change. So it was a turning point. Yeah. Yeah. That was a turning point in my mindset. And mm -hmm. so then I came home, they offered me um, a hospital bed to go home with because I couldn't okay. turn over in the bed wow. and I um, needed help getting up as well. Yeah. Um, and so for 10 months, that bed was in my home. And was that so the, one, the, we, the one in the photo that I showed a while ago? Was that the bed? Yeah, so there was um that was the hospital bed. Uh, that oh, that was, was the hospital, hospital bed. Okay, this one. Mm -hmm. But there, there might have been another one. I think I showed you of the hospital bed from my room, and I was looking mm. out to. Oh yeah, yeah, I had that. Yeah. The one with the legs, but I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't share that. Okay, yeah. okay. okay, so yeah, that, yeah. That's the one. so you have mm. to understand, I was on pretty high, strong meds. I was trying everything because I was in so much pain, like. It, that was the longest amount of pain I've ever been in in my life. Yeah. And uh, so enter the wand. Um, so that was, so from March, 2021, mm -hmm. uh, right through to the next following year, uh, June, I had been in pain that amount of time. Wow. And what kept happening is I kept healing. I kept having healing experiences where I'd feel like, oh my gosh, I got my life back. And then I do an incremental bend down to put my phone in, plug my phone in. And again, my back would just go from zero so to a it's, it's like it's like you injure your, injured yourself again and again and again. 14 times in 14 times. months. Yeah. So it, it, mentally, I was just... Injured, even this a simple task of like bending down to get something... It's yeah. already bad yeah. enough. I have a wood wow. stove. So even like just putting wood in the stove. So you, you, you would have, men mentally wise, you would have like a phobia kind of thing to even oh, do yeah. anything, isn't it? I had two phobias, one to bend down and the other was um, to lay flat in my bed. I had to retrain my brain that it was okay oh. that I'd be phobia, safe. Phobia to lay flat on your bed. Oh, yeah. Man. What kind of phobia is that? My, yeah. that, that is amazing. I mean, that's, thank God it's, it's, it's okay now. So please tell us, how did you get the one who introduced to you and how did it, tell us about yeah. it, please. Yeah. Thank you. So in June of 2022, I was gifted, I was told by Terry Bernier, uh, a friend of mine, 
uh, from Canada and she sent me this wand and she said, Hey, if this works for you, pay for it. If it doesn't send it back to me. Well, and that's a good, that's that a good, point, that's a good proposal. <laughs> I was like, okay. And so I gave her, I, 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 I wasn't really able to move a lot. So I, I liked that I could just do my hands. I couldn't bend down to do my feet, but I yeah. could shine it on my feet. But what I would actually do is um, lay, I could lay on my side. So I put it, I would just put it on a pillow and just point it at the areas that hurt. You just and did whatever you could, basically. I did. And I mean, you have, for, you're so scared to move around, right? Yes. My yeah, that's true. And so there were, the, what I noticed, I would, do, I would do about two hours a day because I just wanted this I was so intent on this helping me and I loved how it felt. It felt really warm and it felt really um, soothing to my whole um, system. I noticed that my whole system relaxed when, um, when I attempted to use the wand. And for June, at the end of June, so for July and August, or for much of August, I was in so much pain yeah, uh, and I, I think so that, that, was, that was the detox or healing process or it healing was. crisis, as it some was. people would put it. Wow. And so, so mm. when you don't know that, and thank God, I I watched a video from Price with we were interviewing Doctor Yes, Doctor Ray. Yeah, Doctor Ray from uh, yeah from Malaysia. I think he's amazing from guy. Yeah, and he was um, talking about how it helps people with Parkinson's. Parkinson's and MS, but he said in that interview that the human body can't really uh, detox all, Mm -hmm. like all of what you need to detox Mm -hmm. without a strong, you know, um, response from the body. And that, that's when I was like, Oh, keep going. This is a detox. Mentally you feel like you just, I was avert uh, feeling aversion to the machine. Because yeah. if I use it, it's going to make me feel You know, um, just based on what you said a while ago, Julie, when you first started using it, you were like using it for two hours a day. I it mean, was, that's, that's a little bit too much, I think. It and was too much. That's what he said. He said between 20, 20 minutes, minutes, 20 and 40. <laughs> we so both I, agree on that. Yeah. I totally backed off and started in September again at 20 minutes a day. Yes, and, and you can do two sessions a day. That's fine, but yeah. just interval, you know, few hours, you know. Yeah, four hours. So I moved from twenty to probably forty. I drank the water. I did it all the protocol. Um, mm. I spent time on my back, but not like it, it. I was doing my whole system. Yeah, and I think the first thing that happened was in October. My son saw me lifting something and he just stopped oh. and looked at me and he said, Mom, I haven't seen you lift something like that in over a year. It's like you've forgotten about your phobia. <laughs> and and you I just was like, subconsciously oh lifted the thing, yeah. Most times when I lifted something, like if once I started to heal, it's like I would lift groceries from the car to the counter and then I'd have to go lay down, was my regular pattern. My spine could not. It had to rest from doing that. And so then in October, that changed, that I started tracking it, that I could lift my groceries from the store to my car, from my car to the counter, and and I didn't need to go lay down. 
and I could do huge. other things. Yeah. And that's huge. So that happened. But and so it's like these incremental things where I started being able to lift more. I mean, you basically built on the positives, right? I mean, you just yes, you, can, you felt it, and then you just gain more. Um, I guess, uh, energy from it, you know? Yes. The, yeah, that's great. Yes. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> and you, you, you mentioned also about the warts there. Here we go. I think, uh, you, you sent me the, um, uh, about your warts and your burn. Uh, maybe we can talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So yes. No, also my, um, I had a planter's wart during that time. I grew up a swimmer and I've had tons of planters wort from the pools okay. and they would always be, um, I was always helped by the doctors digging them and burning them off. This one would not go after many times of having it burned. And so how, so, how long did it take uh, for this one to, you know? So, so I started, um, I took this photo on the left of mm-hmm. the, the planter uh, wort in um, October in um october 14th mm-hmm. and the the picture on the right which really shocked me because i saw the skin color change as well yes and, and there was much more blood flow happening in my definitely see and that was taken in february the mid of february yeah so that was a huge blessing because that planters where it was really painful yeah and um yeah. The other thing I noticed right away with the wand is the skin. My skin became like baby soft. I would always be like touching my back of my hand to my face and just like really noticing. And the other thing that happened was my um, my hands and my feet were pretty um, inflamed and a lot of pain. And that went right away. That was one of the first things I noticed was the pain of my inflammation went right away. And that's the other thing why I'm getting on here today is the pain from my spine completely went away. Like there was no pain. And to get off all those medications, to get off all the CBD oils, to like to get my mind back and to get my my being. To, to get your life back, basically. And to do what back. you love now is photography and all those natural. Yes. Yeah, things. I'm out in the forest now. I I'm know. able to be... Oh, wow. You know, I still have um, amazing. a process yeah. to go through and um but it feels like um definitely I can't speak enough about um what this wand has offered me. And you know, because I live in a small community and all those 40 people that came to help me, they all came back to me when I opened my studio oh. again. Yeah. And I did a wanding session on each person that helped me. And each one of them had, it took me probably three and a half months to have a full, oh, wow, this, this is really happening. They yeah. had many of them recorded like right away. And these are people with Lyme's disease for 20 years, wow. going home without any pain, going, wow. not taking their pain meds. Um, having way more energy. So I started to see like, oh my gosh, this isn't just my so story. This is your giving back to them, right? You know? Yeah, it was yeah. so many people having um, plantar fasciitis kind of pain for two years and it was gone in two weeks. Um, like it's, 
it was crazy. All the different reports that came back. And so, yeah, it's been um, a true blessing. Now tell us about this burn. I mean, it heals pretty fast, right? Yeah. So the most remarkable thing about this was when I actually, um, I couldn't get my finger off the stove. It was wedged between a log. And so I could hear my finger sizzling, but couldn't get it out of the uh, between of the wood stove. And so it hurt a lot. And so I, I was told not to blow on the open wound, but what I did was blow on the opposite side and immediately there was no pain. And I, I, I was, my mind could not believe it that you could go from so much pain. And then I blew on this side and there was no pain. The pain came back again in four days. I did the same thing. And it's like, I literally went through that experience without any pain. And you can see it was quite a, quite a, you know, it took a few layers off. Well, actually uh, I, I I did a research and I found this uh, research paper and um, I recently did the zoom about a month ago, uh, three weeks ago. And um, yeah, in that research paper, the scientists actually say that terahertz frequency heals burn wounds. I believe it. So there you go. You are the proof of that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Julie. And really all the very best and God bless you and your family and your entire island community. Thank you so much. And every one of them enjoy the one and um, may you help more people. Thank you so much, Dr. Wing. Everything happens for a reason, you know, believe in that. So mm-hmm. thank you. And I, I feel you. Thank, thank you so, so much. much. Thank, thank you. you. And there you go. Wow, man. Those are both impressive. Really? And it's, it's just amazing. I was, you remember that little firebrand up there in Pasadena that was doing all the affidavits, you know, when the code was hitting everybody, she was running around doing all the affidavits and they weren't getting anywhere. Remember talking about her? Yeah, probably. I saw her yesterday at the park. Yeah, and she was telling me about what they were doing now, and uh, she told me about this lady who had vaccine damage. And I says, "Oh, good. I listen. I think I've got something that can help her. You know, uh, how do I get in touch with her?" Well, I I, I can't recommend anything unless I I've seen it. You know, happen myself. I mean, I I, I have to. I can't tell you all that information. And I says, oh, that, "I got proof. I'll give you proof." We, we have thousands of testimonies about this one helping people, and especially people that are vaccine damaged, you know, Kevin and Stacy and, and how many others they're showing up. And she still would not let me talk to that lady to see if we couldn't help her. Can you mm. believe it? Mm. I, I sometimes think that, you know, we keep coming up with these testimonies and showing people how they can take care of themselves. Listen, the economy's not getting any better. Things are going to happen. You, you know, it, they're not hurting now, maybe, but you got to be able to get one of these wands. This is kind of the thing that you got to have in your first aid kit. Look at all the stuff that these people have gone to, and they could have helped themselves much earlier. And uh, well, you, you know, know John, learn. that's why I'm doing the testimony. There's an old saying I heard a long time ago. It says the mind is like a parachute. Have you heard that? No, I don't think so. It says the mind is oh, like a parachute. <laughs> it only works when it's open. There you go. So unfortunate. Uh, but and, and this comes back to personal responsibility because those people make their own decisions. They're going to suffer the consequences. Okay, you can only oh, do, do so much. Um, 
But those are both exciting. Now, that last one from the little island off of uh, Vancouver, we heard that story written when we first started doing this. And, uh, but it was great yeah. to hear her give that personally. Okay. Right. So, but, and I. Look at the other facts for this. Did the doctors miss the compression factor? Right, right. Fractures in the spine. Right. Well, little little island, they might not have had as sophisticated of equipment, but uh, it would sure seem like they would have been a little more accommodating to her when you're in pain like that. You don't fake pain like like she was uh, describing. No, 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 no. Um, I also like and the part it, about it being good for burns, okay? And remember, that's yeah. what Silverlawn is so miraculous on is burns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it protects the wounds. Yeah, the important part is wanding the backside. Yep, yeah, probably yeah, so. Yeah, probably. Don't want the burn directly. But we're doing on the low heat setting. Well, I, I mean, it's just fabulous to hear all these uh, wonderful, really touching success stories. Y'all almost want to start crying there in that second one. <laughs> well, is that John? She had she had treated like a like a a dozen people, something like that. Afterwards, like forty, like a, forty, forty. Okay, forty, and a good percentage of them had their own healing miracles in in and of itself. Impressive. That's mm. cool. Well, I mean, for you know, let's face it, four hundred dollars is to some people a lot of money, but for something like this, is not a lot of money, folks. It's chicken feed. I mean, honestly. Okay, go go price the market. Well, they can also use they can use PayPal. PayPal will give them a a, a four payment plan with uh, no interest cost. All right, well, you're doing that up there Break now. Okay, then. Didn't realize that was the case, too. They were doing that in Argentina. I'd see people in the grocery store, and they say, how many payments do you want to pay for this for? And I went, holy smokes. Stringing out your groceries to six payments? Yeah, that, that's a real shame. So what are well, you going to eat? Well, you can telling people about it. Well, you know, the worst than that was what they were buying was Cokes and potato chips and crap. Oh, my God. So, anyway. Um, well, John, you got anything else to add that your observations or anything? Well, I got a, I got a bunch of other things, but I think these two are pretty good. I just want to say that... Uh, with the number of people that we actually reach and the number of people that have actually purchased the wands, uh, some people are buying two, three, and four and giving them to family members and things like that. But um, I just urge people to step it up and get and get their hands on one of these things while they still can. You know, if you're listening to the economy, uh, you know, it's just, business is just going to shut down. Well, listen, there, there could have been, there could have been, there very well could be a couple of banks go under while we're on the air this morning. Yeah, that's serious. Bannon was talking about it this morning with uh, an experienced businessman out of New York, talking about how simple it would be to fix and why it's all being pushed down. But they keep raising those rates, and it keeps devaluing the bonds that the banks use for their net worth, and it's just shutting them down. Well, not only that, and get this. 
Stumper played a, a financial guy yesterday when I was on with him, and he had a couple of real startling observations. And he was commenting on how the uh, the whatever the regulatory agency over the banks is that uh, d- determines demand deposits. You know what demand deposits are? That's the res- reserve they've got to keep back from a loan. You know, let's say ten, if they make a loan for a thousand dollars, they've got to have a hundred dollars on hand. Okay. It to cover for any run on the banks, right? They lowered that to zero and they loaded all these banks up with those bonds at one and a half percent. Wow. And now they're shutting down credit. Mike, one of our, uh, you know, old timers here, Mike's probably listening. Uh, he's a Marine, uh, you know, out out of the service i i hesitate if i say he's a former marine all these marines jump on me you know so he he at one point was active duty and he's working now and uh, has his uh, pension and stuff go through a bank uh direct deposit he went in and they turned him down for a two thousand dollar loan amazing they're shutting off they're shutting off they're they're cranking the the faucet down they squeeze you in the banks don't have to have reserve requirement they load them up with these bonds pacific uh silicon valley bank the reason they went under what triggered it was they were 1.8 billion dollars upside down on those bonds that the fed has forced on all these people because all these countries around the world are dumping them and they don't want to hold them You know, hot potato, hot potato. They're forcing them into all the banks. So with the demand deposit to zero, no cash, and the uh, losses on the bonds that they had shoved up their whammy, and all the other forces that are and the credit lock, that's where we are, folks. It ain't pretty. Oh, it's bad. And uh, get your one while you can get it. I don't know if there's going to be any disruption. I can't predict the future, but I can sure see the financial problem that's coming up where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to buy car parts. Yeah. You know, brake shoes and rotors and things well, like that that, you know, you're going to be replaceable and uh, filters and uh, oil. And things uh, like that. Especially not um, only with the economy, but with the supply line that goes along with it. And I would hasten to add what, uh, the U.S. Embassy in Germany in the hyperinflation of the 20s, you know, the embassies, when you're in a foreign country, they like for you to register with them. So in case they need to get to you, they know how to get you. You know, if there's some something, this is one of those occasions. They sent out a telegram to all the Americans in Germany as hyperinflation started, and all it said was, buy things. Buy things because things will retain a value when you get into hyperinflation the currency won't retain its purchasing power mm-hmm. well isn't argentina going through something like that man i guess i haven't heard any reports from down there lately but they're they're going through all kinds of crap people sleeping in the right. the airport that's next to buenos aires that uses now domestic flights does all the domestic stuff down there they're they're open in the airport at night so the homeless can sleep in there they're going into winter right now you know yeah. having to open the airport and it's full of people sleeping on the floor well i heard they had 100 percent inflation down there yeah 
I'm sure that's correct. It used to be that they would go, that, that the women would go get paid every hour <laughs> during that one period. Yeah. Well, they would have people in the yeah, grocery stores. Everything. They'd have people in the grocery stores up on boxes, you know, little boxes with a megaphone announcing the prices minute by minute. I heard the stories about it when I live. I heard the stories, you know. Now, the uh, this is why I talk about local community so much. It's going to be real important as we come forward. I think it's going to be one of the silver linings here, really. Okay, but that was one of the questions that I asked. Now, the first time I went down for my visit trip was in the fall of 2007. So it was six years after that incident. And that was one of my really big questions about that and that incident. And the locals, now the town I lived in for those nine years was, and the greater area out in the, you know, outside of town, because it's farming community is probably a quarter of a million. Okay. Maybe a little less, but, um, uh, they told me, and it's out in the middle of friggin' nowhere. Okay. I mean that real seriously. So, uh, they said, uh, one out of three businesses closed on Main Street. And you know what Gresham's Law is, John? If you ever heard Gresham's Law, it's pretty simple. It says bad money drives good money out of circulation. You can see why that works, okay? People hoard the good money and they spend the bad money. Okay. And so when the mm-hmm. currency, because all the banks closed and everything, up to that point, the dollar had been, this was when George Bush was in, the dollar had been on a one to one par. So a peso was worth a dollar, <laughs> which is a joke in itself. And uh, the, the bankruptcy, you know, automatically went to three to one. And the other repercussion was they closed the check clearing desk at the central bank. So you couldn't get foreign checks cleared. No, people wouldn't wire money into Argentina when I was there. Okay. They had to have one special bank that the U.S. could wire pension stuff into. Okay. And they gave you the government exchange rate compared to the street exchange rate. So anyway, they closed one out of three businesses on, on on Main Street closed. And then the circulating crappy peso, which is now valued at three to one, went out of circulation under Gresham's law. People were keeping their hoarding their worthless pesos. Okay. And at that point, all these towns down here have a little town square. And everybody went to the town square, and they bartered, and they exchanged IOUs, and because it's a small community, everybody honored their debts. Now, that's the important part right there. Uh Uh-huh. But interesting story, and I heard it firsthand from people down there, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, we... All that's off here. They're going crazy in, in the, with, the, with the money. Well, that, I, that's why I keep emphasizing, man, a small community, hopefully you, you people here are certainly aware enough, uh, should have long gone uh, uh, themselves out of the city if they had a chance, unless they're tied to employment or something. But as you get into these smaller areas and this whole thing breaks down and the big cities go nuts, I mean, they're already going nuts. Come on. Okay, uh, community is going to be so important, and people start sourcing folks that have small gardens. Maybe even look at co-ops, local co-ops, and you can get food that's locally grown and it's not subjected 
to all this crap they're doing to the food either. And it brings people a lot closer together. I see this little nugget of, of community um, uh, uh, being a real silver lining to this. It's the way folks are going to make it. Pretty soon a zucchini is going to be on the black market. I don't know if you remember years ago, back early, just when you were kind of getting started, um, there were laws out here being passed to say that you could not grow your own food and share it with your neighbor. And they wanted to chip all the chicken, things like that. Yeah, vaguely. You know, a lot of those, those things are on the books. And they, 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 they put them in 20 years ago. Somebody knew something. Oh, they've been incrementally planning this since the late. They've been laying up legislation to pull this off since the late sixties. Yeah, well, I remember Bernadine Smith, you know, from Liberty. Oh, Gunfire, I do, I do remember. Still a valid website. She she has all the documentation that you want to see all the way back into the thirties. The back of a kick kicks box, cereal box. <laughs> Showed the great nations of the United States, and that's, those are all the FEMA regions. Right. And and the Homeland Security it was originally called Department of Peace. Yeah, well, that Peace sounds right. <laughs> hey, listen, I heard yesterday, <laughs> I heard Alex say yesterday on his Sunday show that Joe Biden called for confiscation of all semi-automatic rifles yesterday publicly. Did anybody hear that? Nobody? I didn't because I wasn't paying attention, uh, but I don't doubt that for a minute. Well, if they're coming out with with him him making that stance publicly, I mean, uh, uh, they're desperate, folks. These folks are desperate to get those guns because we're at the end of – they're getting ready to go into the takeover stage, the fourth stage. We're in the period of escalating violence, and they haven't gotten the guns, and they ain't going to get them. It would be my speculation. No, I don't think people are going to give them up totally. Right now. Yes, Marco. It hurts to listen to Biden. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. That's why I don't listen to him. No, it's pitiful. But anyway, Alex did say that yesterday. He said uh, he said he Biden had said it two hours before, so that's probably about two o'clock in the afternoon. Don't know where he was, or right. hell, he doesn't know where he is. So, uh, but we know the forces behind him. And you see, you know, everybody I listen to and all these different uh, nobody knows this period of escalating violence to the fourth stage. Nobody knows it. Even Alex, what? Whatever interactions he had with General Parton, and I know that Parton mentored him, okay, uh, he, he didn't get that across, all right? And that's super important to understand because you can see it happen right in front of you. Yeah, we've been talking about hey, Roger and Bruce. Yeah, hold on, let's see what Bruce has got. Hang yeah. work down here in Birmingham. Hey, Mike. We'll get shot down here. Do what now? Oh, hold on, let's get Bruce and we'll get Mike. Bruce, what did you have? Uh, you, you're going to know uh, what's going to happen. Missouri's already made the gun law, and they're standing by, behind what they did. Everybody can have a you know carry, open carry, right? Gun, right? Around, right? Anyway, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Happen, all the states are going to start doing it now because of that well, threat. Well, probably Plus, so. During the depression, <clears throat> go ahead, Roger. No, go ahead. During the depression, during the depression. Um, I heard a story about uh, the railroad uh, was told they told the guys uh, on the train on the, the engine to stop and get off and get you know get a ride back just shut down your 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 um, 
uh, train. So anyway, um, they got to close to a small town, and they got off the train, left the train there, and the locals um, had all the food that was on the train. It wasn't delivered. So they would allocate it out to all the uh, neighboring neighborhoods and stuff. So they, fed, they got fed for the rest of the you know Depression. But the trains are going to shut down if it goes to that point. Well, I'll tell you something That's else. I, you know, this comes to mind from my, my days in real estate. Have any of you ever heard of an acceleration clause? Does that ring a bell with anybody? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, they're written in every yeah, mortgage. Yeah. Every mortgage. Do what now, John? I used to show my clients that problem all, all the time you right. know, in their contracts. Nobody right. ever knew they had it. No, it's in every mortgage. It's called an acceleration clause. I, I understand that they exercised it back in the 30s. I don't know. You know, We didn't have 30-year mortgages before 33. There were only 10-year mortgages. And generally, and I think maybe exclusively, the banks held the paper. So the local people would contribute to the bank. The bank would make loans like to houses and mortgages. They would hold the paper and service it. So it was all locally done. Okay. And after 33, they changed it to 30 year mortgages because 30 year mortgages are structured where you don't pay off the principal until the last few years of the mortgage. And they know very well that the average person only lives in a home seven years. And that whole seven years, they got nothing but interest off of a paper that you signed that gave them the power to do it. It's the most unbelievable bit of sorcery that's ever happened in the world. Okay, really. But the yeah, acceleration make, clause is in every – like all they have to do, folks, is call the acceleration clauses, and everybody loses their homes. That's what happened. They did. Listen, let me get out of here. Uh, okay. If you want to support Roger and get a wand, you go to the Matrix Docs, and all the information is there on how to get in touch with us so we can get a wand ordered for you. Uh, there are other people here that have some for sale, too. You can talk to them. But uh, if you want to support Roger, just go to the Matrix Stocks, and the information is there to contact me or to go onto the website and, and uh, order a wand. Yep. I urge you to do so. This is not that big an expense. And with the number of people that we reach out there, we're just not seeing enough people taking action, really. Paul, can you send me that anyway. clip that you pulled that video audio off of, please? Could you send me that in an email? <clears throat> yeah, I can send you the the link to the YouTube video. Okay, that'd be great if you do that. I'd appreciate it. Uh, so thanks, John. Appreciate it. Sorry, Kathy wasn't here. We'll see her next week, maybe with this other gal you're cooking up for us. And uh, uh, good luck. Square take. Okay, see you later. Okay, ciao, ciao. Uh, mighty good man, John Casera. I've been working with him real close for many years now, and he just is predictable level and stable as almost anybody I've ever known under whatever circumstances. Hell of a guy, John Kassarab, folks. Um, so, uh, Mike, you had something to say a minute ago, and we had to stick you on the back burner. Well, come on forward, my, my Alabama friend. I said that shit. I said that shit is not going to work down here in the South. No, it ain't. It ain't going to work almost anywhere. Everybody, everybody needs to watch the TV series Jericho. Everybody. Jericho? It's about, yeah, it's about uh, uh, 23 nuclear bombs go off in 23 cities. Huh. and shuts the country down. 
I mean, guys. It was a government contractor that did it. Everybody, it's a two, two seasons, and it is good. Well, you know, the latest thing is the cartels are combining. Did anybody hear Alex yesterday in his afternoon show? There's a couple of real big gun deals happened over the weekend, Mike. I don't even know if you heard about them because they're not covering them. Uh, Northern Dallas yesterday. I was listening to him until he had said Tilly on there. Okay, right. Okay, okay. Okay, you saw that. For the audience that didn't, uh, yesterday, Saturday or yesterday, I don't, I don't remember which, um, a third, a guy that's got the highest security clearance, third degree security clearance for security personnel and stuff, walks up with a semi-automatic rifle in front of a mall where all these Hispanics are hanging out. Uh, it's a free, a gun-free zone too, by the way, of course. And uh, he just starts executing people. Just starts fire executing them on the spot. And find somebody shot him, I guess. But what they're saying is, and Santilli had gotten this information from a quote-unquote high-level source, and uh, that they were going to start doing this. And the drug cartels, the Sinaloa cartel and whatever the other one is down there, have gotten together. And because Title 42 is changing, they wouldn't have the strings on all these immigrants that owe them all this money to help them get into the U.S. Because now everybody can go in. Okay. Before they had kind of a monopoly on it, and then they tagged the people on where they worked or whatever, and they had to pay off that debt. Well, because 42's going away Thursday, anybody can go in. And so it ruined their business model, and they've gotten together, and they're going to just start arbitrarily associating, assassinating people all over the country. And they said uh, shopping centers, grocery stores, and things like that uh, to try and get them to pressure to put 42 back in so they can protect their business model, and they're working with the Biden administration or somebody high up in that bunch so that they can use it to try and call to get the guns. Uh, Mike Cargill on his show yesterday, uh, one of his guys was talking what a level three security level is, and it's pretty interesting. Well, tell us about it, because that's all I know. It's uh, an extensive background check. And level four is a psychological background check with everything else. That's what a level three is. That's that's all ten fingerprints, complete background check, and everything. Okay, now what they were speculating is what the cartels are doing would be like this shooter at Dallas. They'd go kidnap his mother and say, if you don't go do this, we're going to kill your mother. That's going on, folks, right now. Yeah, that's what he was saying. He was saying this. Well, let's, let's go ahead and cut a couple of their fingers to prove that we're willing to do this. Right. So, uh, more fun and games, kids. Yeah, Alex said don't be any uh, mall or anything for the next couple months. Or if you can, if you if you can carry wherever you are, have your peace with you. Don't say, I'll leave it at home this time. That shooting in Allen, Texas is like three miles from me. Is that right, Jeff? Yeah, I, anytime I go to a place that says uh, no firearms allowed, I ignore it. That's right. 
supposedly Jeff, a gun-free zone. Jeff, let me ask you a question. That little uh, compressed air pistol that we were talking about that you bought one of a couple of years ago, do you, oh, do you, yeah. ever, do you ever carry that? Uh, no. It's called a Berna. It's like the, a guy's name, Brian, yeah. moved the wall around, so Berna. Yeah. I, I would like to get one of those down here, actually. Hmm. Although we've had some firearms loosening stuff in Ecuador because of the crime on the coast with all this narco crap going on down there, cutting people's heads off and barging in people's houses and killing them. And it's probably all these drug drug wars and stuff. But uh, even the president loosened well, up. What is- uh, hold on, Wahid. The president loosened up the back end of it. Uh, you still got to go through the front end of acquiring and all the stuff and the licensure etc etc but i think on the back end the legal part of it if you had to use it was the situation they altered i I don't i don't know all the details what you got why why are you are you a level three security guard why hold on are you a level three security guard no not no not hardly i lost my gun permit due to a roommate i thought it was a pit bull did you hear me? Yeah, I hear you fine. No, that was that was years later. You got more stories than Mark Twain, Wahib. But what are we supposed to do in Los Angeles when if we use a gun to protect ourselves, we, it's better for us to shoot ourselves than to shoot the other person with the law. <laughs> hey, Wahib, if you're national, you can ignore the state's rules. You can yeah. ignore it. Yeah. They can't. You know, Wahib, out here shooting yourself and to shoot the other person. Wahib, I'm going to remind you of an old saying I heard from Dr. Laura Schlesinger many years ago. Remember her? Used to have a talk show. And she said, Yeah, yeah, I liked her. Yeah, I did too. She said, uh, We're all where we are because of choices we've made. Do you want to argue with that one? That's the truth. <laughs> it is the truth. Yeah, That's I why you keep... Hey, I got to leave the bathroom. I'll oh. call later. I'll, I'll talk to you guys okay, later. Okay, go back in the bathroom, Wahib. Yeah, who is the female? See, what I, what I tell them down here is they, they want, when they find out you got a firearm, they want to take it and unload it. And I'm like, no, you're not doing that. <laughs> well, it's uh, officer safety. And I'm like, well, show me the law where it says officer safety. Screw your safety. As yeah, far right. as I know, you're a psychopath. <laughs> With a hundred, sub 100 IQ. Who's the female that was trying to say something there? About, but you like my comment? It, it's Annie. I just, yeah, I just wanted to say my son in high school took economics in high school. And the comment he made about it, and he's apparently very adept at it, but he said, um, I really like economics because it shows you that everything is a choice. Yeah, there you go. Well, you know, when I first got into this, I always liked economics, too. Uh, and uh, I remember the very first time I went to a library and started uh, there in Cobb County, a little satellite library, and the first books I took home were on economics, and that's where I learned about the Austrian school. I didn't even know about von Mises and all that before that. So thank you, Ann. Yeah, well, I know nothing about economics, so if you ask me what he does, I have no idea. But well, you know, just got a raise. you know what we need to know about economics is biblical, and it says no unjust weights and measures. You need to know that right there, okay? 
because that's what we're living under is unjust weights and measures. That's how they've pulled this whole damn thing off. Okay. So, um, where, where else? Uh, anybody got anything else? Roger. A lot of stuff going on. There's Murka. She's got something. I, I wanted to ask. Um, I know that we deal with a lot of laws. Um, and there's different kinds of laws. There's like so much yes. that we need to, you know, uh, okay. separate. Okay. Well, um, here's how you got, do. Of course. The first thing well, you do is take Brent. There's only two law of the land, the law of the city. Right, but what about like constitutional law? Law, well, the law of the land, law of the land. That they're the same. The Constitution is a the common the Constitution is a common law document. Okay, that's why it says the right to bear arms shall not be infringed. Self detect, self defense. So, like positive law and non positive law. That's different. That's in the statutes. That's in the statutes. Okay. There, so remember that's like Roman law, right? It is. Okay, because I'm well, I mean, trying to like separate those. I know. All right. Well, uh, you know, the question is, why do you think they call it code? Because it's Roman law. Because it's hard to read. Uh okay. There's three groups of uh, there's three sets of law books in the law library. Now, we've gone over right. this before, but this should yeah. help you, okay? And uh, uh, to be proper, uh, a, a, a law, quote-unquote law, is supposed to, it can arise in either the House or the Senate. Remember the uproar here recently over that Senate bill, SB, and everybody's going, why had not Matt Gates Mary Marjorie Taylor Greene commented on this? Because it was a Senate bill, okay? It was only in the Senate. Now, for a law to pass, it has to either it has to arise in the House or the House has to agree on the Senate bill. And that's when they call it a House Joint Resolution, HJR. Okay, But if the two pass a bill that doesn't agree, they go into a conference committee and hammer out the disagreements until they agree and the, both houses have the same bill. Then they send it over to the uh, the president. He signs it. Now it's law. Okay? And it is presumed, here's that presumption word again, it's presumed to be constitutional. At that point, it goes over into the first set of law books, the organic statutes at large. Notice they don't call it code. The organic right. statutes at large. Those are the organic laws of the United States of America. Now they pull it over to the United States Code. They do call that code and started in the 20s, right around 33, okay, because they knew what they were doing. And so that's where you get into the positive and the non-positive law, all right? And this is all... This is all man-made. Um, well, uh, no, 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 not necessarily. Okay, that's why it's positive and non-positive. They can pull something whole cloth over from the statutes at large, and if they do, that's positive law because it's got positive backing. If, for example, Title Twenty Six, the Internal Revenue Code, they stuck in there. It was never passed by the Senate and never signed by the president. How about that, Marka? Right. 
Why not? Because it's not official. It's not. Because um, it's federal. Because the House of right. Representatives has exclusive jurisdiction over D.C. So all they had to do was pass Title 26 in the bankruptcy and put it in the code. And, I mean, you said you were a federal citizen, didn't you, Mirka? Right. You answered those questions, yes, every time they ever asked you, didn't you? Yep. So you're a federal citizen, so it didn't have to go through the Senate or be signed by the president. It's only D.C. and federal territories, except for American Samoa and Swains Island. And they've got no income tax obligations because they're nationals. Okay? So that is non-positive law. So you clearly oh. see the difference? I do, yeah. Or if they pull still... it over if they pull it over from the organic statutes incomplete and start monkeying with it, that's non positive law too. Once it once they change something in it, it becomes non positive. Co- correct. Now now we got that little body of the second group of law books. Now the third group of law books is the uh, the uh, Code of Federal Regulations. And those are the little pamphlet books. If you go into a law library, you, you know, it's funny, you can even find the Code of Federal Regulations. If you go into your local library, depending on where you are, I guess, um, you might not find the statutes there, but you'll damn sure find the regulations there. Okay, And there are these little kind of pocket books they look like. There's 50 titles of them, exactly like the 50 titles of the United States Code. Okay, And each one is attached to whatever title of the code according to the subject matter. For instance, Title 26 CFR is income tax. I mean, it's Title 6. Title 26 in the code is income tax. Title 26 in the Code of Federal Regulations is income tax. Okay? So they lower them down there into the administrative state via subject matter. Now, this is where the monkey wrench is, is in the administrative state. This is where you got non-elected man-made bureaucrats that are supposed to interpret the law that Congress passes and put it out in the form of a regulation so they can administrate it. This is where the monkey is. Hey, Roger. Yes. Roger, the last the last part of 26 is actually, uh, uh, it, it is income tax, but the last part is the National Firearms Act. Yeah, well, there's all kinds of gift taxes in there and all kinds of stuff. It's not just income yeah. tax, but that's what the whole thing's called and referred to as, okay? So here, down in the administrative state, is where they take whatever law Congress passes that goes through the process we went over earlier, and they reinterpret it from the administrative agency's point of view. This is what they're doing, where they're having agencies make rules and regulations when there's no underlying legislation. This is what Carhartt's suit proved in the Fifth Circuit 
earlier, a couple months ago, and about six months ago, the same circuit, the Fifth Circuit in New Orleans, had another ruling similar against the EPA because they're trying to make rules to shut down all the coal plants and shut down the energy. They didn't have the backing legislation. They got their hand slapped. There's another one going up there right now on the same thing. I heard Barnes talking about it. Okay, so this is where they separate themselves from even the structure they're supposed to operate in and go rogue and start doing administrative rulemaking without backing legislation. That's a big problem right now. But thank goodness we're getting rulings. Yeah, the new one. The new one is uh, challenging Chevron deference. Yes, something to do with Chevron. I heard him talking about it. So I, did, I didn't Remind internalize me it. What Chevron deference is? I remember reading about it. Hey, there's Cody. Y'all remember? Hey, good, good morning. Uh, hey, you, I'm reading the Ecuadorian Constitution, Roger. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, if you're worried about your legal status there, what does it says? It says. Uh, let me see. I'm not worried about my legal status here. And, oh, you got it all figured out? Well, I'm gonna. I'm about to go back through this visa thing, get that reinstated. But you know, if I didn't have to leave the country potentially, I wouldn't care. Okay, because I ain't going here, nowhere. But here's the penalty: if I don't get a straight hold, hold, hold. Okay, go ahead, Cody. Persons requesting asylum or sanctuary shall not be penalized or prosecuted for having entered the country or for remaining in a situation of irregularity. The state, in exceptional cases, it goes on, but it it talks about if you remain there when you shouldn't. You know, if you were to claim asylum, I guess you could get away with it. Well, I could almost legitimately do that. The only problem for me with no visa now is I can't leave the country and come back. I have to pay a fine, 500 bucks or so, close to it, and not be able to reenter the country for nine months. That's the obstacle, okay? But anyway, I'm getting it taken care of. Roger. Yes. What? I was what, what I was trying to do with the with the law question was um, separate what is under God, natural law, and then what what is under the land. Um, I mean the the law of the city. Okay, like whose law? What kind? Okay, there's only uh, again. I'm going to go back. There's only two types of laws: mala prohibita and mala in se. Mala prohibita are man-made laws. Mala in se are crimes within themselves, murder, robbery. If you wanted to go back to a real basic thumbnail here, Murica, and audience, it's is there an injured party? Right, okay. Okay. Otherwise, it's, otherwise it's, Murka, we're going to throw you in jail for six months for spitting on the sidewalk. Right. Bruce, you had, okay, man-made law, man-made laws versus nature and nature's God laws. I mean, it's pretty, pretty simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Yeah, and positive law and non-positive law is still... Basically, basically the same thing. Positive law went through the positive thing and is presumed to be constitutional until challenged. And non-positive law is Title 26 IRS. 
But oh they're, but they're, but hold on. But they're all man-made laws when they come out of the administrative state as regulations. Right. Administrative state. Yep. I mean, you know, that was the big deal with the French Revolution, putting in the administrative state. That's why we call them bureaucrats, because in after the French Revolution, the people that fulfilled those positions were identified because they had burlap desk coverings, and burlap is French for bureau. That's where the word bureaucrat came from. All right. Well, I forget we're recording, but we just went through a jitsy hiccup and some sort of a reload, and we'll be back here in a second. And this hadn't bothered us in a bit, but uh, kind of bit us today, uh, considering we do this on a shoestring. Uh, you know, it uh, is acceptable, and sometimes it happens uh, not too often. And when it does, it's easily rectified, hopefully, like right now. And there we are. See there. (laughs) Oy vey, she says. I was just, you know, it's funny because when we get knocked off like that, I'm still recording on the computer. So I talked back to the audience right as we went through the reload, saying we should come on right now. And there's Murr. So, you know, how? what do you say, you know? Roger, so, um, you know, it's what I was thinking. I was going over this, the law thing. Um, positive and uh, non-positive, right? You know, yeah. I was thinking the positive was good for us, but it's not. It's still man-made law. The only negative law is God's law, right? Well, you know, the thing is, is remember the phrase I said, when it hits the statutes at large, it's considered to be constitutional? Right. Well, that adheres to common law because constitution is a common law document. Constitution what you think it is, though. Well, I love, hey, look, Murr, don't start that crap. I'm trying to explain something here and get some differentiation, okay? Okay, well, let me that, add this instead. What you're saying and what really brought it home to me was like the, uh, the, the little dot thing. The little dot thing is the positive law, man's law, negative law is God's law, everything else. So, like the Constitution before uh, 1860 is what they should be following for the american people but after 1860 they changed everything so now it's well not well not you know we did have jim crow from 1868 all the way up till they changed the system in 33 oh that's true okay so there was a clear clear cut differentiation there between federal citizenship and state citizenship Federal citizens get their civil rights from the government. State citizens get their God-given rights from God. Like that. Okay. I mean, really, this is, when you go back and start breaking it down on this either-or thing, and you can get things in your mind down to where, well, it's either be got to be this or that. I either got to be free or I got to be a slave. Okay, when you get stuff right. down to that to that dialectical comparison, your job's easy because the answer's right in front of you. The part that's confusing is saying positive because you think it's positive. Cody. Right. Right. Exactly. But now we get it. Hello. Yes, sir. Somebody was asking for me. Oh, well. We're glad to have you, Cody. I haven't seen you too much lately. No, was there somebody? Is that somebody trying to say something there? 
Now, look, you just got to be bold here, folks. Don't be timid. Step out there. Yes? Is it, what'd you want to say? When you fell off, Roger, I was talking, I was reading the Cornell Law Chevron deference. I don't know if somebody wanted to comment on that, but it, the Chevron deference basically says, Roger, that the administrative agency wins unless the congressional law is so explicit. Right. And as long as the agency had a reasonable quote-unquote reasonable interpretations right well the only way i know this you can either have be trump is the second way is he went in yanked out a bunch of those regulations by their roots okay the only other way that you can get rid of a regulation that's been properly promulgated now okay don't forget that little hurdle the only way you can get rid of a regulation that's been properly promulgated is to go back to the intent original intent of the legislation and so show how dramatically their regulation differs from the original legislation yeah oh, great great point yeah you know if i was president i wouldn't sign a bill that was probably longer than 20 pages this is 4,000 page stuff is ridiculous. No, oh, yeah. How about Nancy? How about, how about Pelosi's comment? Well, we'll pass it and then we can read it and find out what's in it. Sure, bitch. Yeah, exactly. How does that even work? So they, they, they write something in the law that allows it to be amended after it's passed? I mean, how would that even theoretically be legal? It has to be passed by Well, the first of all, they don't, they don't write the bills. They got a group back there. I think it's called the Congressional Research Service, and those people are the ones right. that write the bills for them, okay? That's why none of them ever the see them. bills got to be done before. Well, who, who do you think it's a bunch of synagogue buddies back there writing them? Come on. Don't be naive. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hey, Cody. Hey, Look, look for other links. Don't use Cornell. We're finding that they're, you know, deceptive. Well, Cornell has the actual federal law. I don't know on that on some of their these opinion pieces. They may be off, but they actually have the whole federal statutes. Well, it's about one of the best places to, to find them for free. I think the federal statutes. No, there's, there's actually. Oh man, no, no, come on. They got to be public, Cody. Good lord. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of. Yeah, I don't know. It's just harder. To I don't know what search engine it. you use, but there's, you know, like QWANT is a good one that references, uh, indexes their own stuff, and there's a bunch of them. But that's one. Swiss cows, uh, good gopher. Uh, Yandex, I like the Russian one. They're really good. <laughs> oh yeah. What about the U.S. Yeah. code? What about the U.S. The- code dot the U.S. code dot house.gov is another one. Yeah, you can just get it straight from the feds, but 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 it'll be but see that won't be legislation. That'll be when it's gone through the process and it's codified. Hey, you know what I found pretty interesting in the Ecuadorian uh, constitution is it forbids uh foreign military bases or facilities. That's what we need in our damn constitution. That's why, well, they used to have them here. They still got them back again uh, in not not any depth like it used to be, but uh, that's what Correa did was he closed all those. You know how they got them back in now, Cody? They got them back in the jungle and stuff over there. I'm hearing, I've heard, where uh, with the cocaine smuggling and stuff between uh, Colombia and and Ecuador, because we've got so much petroleum and they've got to have the petroleum in the manufacturing process for cocaine, and that they've actually got drones out in the damn jungle with, that are armed that can shoot can shoot people with infrared and stuff. 
I heard they've been what killing the three or four, uh, you know, narcos and other kind of uh, criminal terrorists every day now after this new new law that the the president's pushed. He's he got so tired of all the insecurities. He said, you know, uh, under the table. I think he said, go, you know, go just shoot these people. <laughs> yeah, you know? I you know I don't I don't pay attention to local stuff really. You know, Jack yeah, is the yeah. one that's plugged into all that. He alerts all of us. So. Well, you said the insecurity. My wife said the insecurity's gotten really bad just in the last six months. On the co- on the coast, particularly. You know, uh, Cody. One of the well, one of the big um, big subdivisions of wealthy people. It's not too far from here, um, and I just heard about this. But uh, six cars got past the garden, drove in, and I don't remember if they started shooting or robbing people or whatever, but it was in a real exclusive area. And, uh, Holy shit. oh, yeah. Here, well, here the thing is, well, the thing wow. is, is they said, you know, the, the conclusion is, because my friend Walt lives in a little condominium complex, and one of the big uh, military guys for the Ecuadorian military lives in there. He has three different cars and a guard and, armed guards and all kinds of stuff you know but uh when they uh got together with the condominium they had a meeting and they they said no armed guards it's the armed guards that they get bribed or paid off that these guys use to get in Hmm. but then when they didn't have guards they had six cars well no when you don't have guards you got a little button that opens the gate and everything and you're not as prone to getting broken in because there's no guard to let anybody in Uh I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to ask. What's the, the quality of the food like? Well, I mean, What's like, you, you where I can go out and pick an avocado off a tree? How good is that? Yeah, exactly. What about the meat product? Is the meat product free? Yes, now there's some rumors that the State Department's got them to agree to shoot uh, you know, start shooting MNRA. I don't know if that's progressed or anything. Uh, but otherwise, you know, it, cows don't do real good on mountains. Does that give you some idea, Wahib? The beef here's all right. It's not the best. Uh, it's it, it, nothing like Argentina, I promise you. Mm-hmm. But all the fruits and stuff, and, you know, the ground is so rich here because it's all volcanic. And uh, you got all these people that have their little gardens in the back and stuff. And, you know, they'll pack up their whatever they grow and go down to the little town. Cody knows the little town I live close called Tombaco. And uh, it's kind of a middle and a little bit lower area, the town is. I like it because it's got street vendors out there. And, you know, they're selling whole chickens. They got a little cart with a couple of plucked chickens. You can buy a chicken right off of them or, you know, any kind of vegetable. All kinds of verdurias, which is a vegetable shop, and carnesarias, which is a meat shop, and it's just a thriving little uh, few block area. But uh, uh, you can get fresh fruit right out of the garden, Wahib. Hey, Roger. Yep. Yep. And what's your take on this debt ceiling crap? What's the debt ceiling? What's your take on that? Well, how much more they can indebt your great grandchildren? Well, 
You know, you want to undercome the debt. You want to, you want to, you want to, you want to stay under the debt ceiling? Quit giving billions of dollars to this damn jerk over in the Ukraine. This, this jerk that doesn't even support freedom of speech. Did you see what, you see what that little prick did? Did you see that? The, let me, the, the tricks that these people use are so well, subtle. Well, Gonzalo now has been arrested again. Yeah, I know. I know all about him. Um, but uh, Zelensky made some speech at some international gathering a few days ago, and he came out with glasses on. Did anybody hear this? He came out with glasses on, and his comment was, my eyesight's gone down in the last couple of months because Russia is bombing all of our energy, and I'm having to work at candlelight. Yeah, right. That, that On the international stage, folks, th- that's the little tricks of these little bastards. An actor. And he's in Florida. Yeah, in a, in a multi-million dollar house bought with what they stole from you, if you're still a taxpayer. So anyway, it's just all these, you know, funds and games going on. These people are desperate, folks. They're really, they're getting exposed. They're caught in every area. Their Ukraine thing is failing. I heard a 30-minute interview with uh, Colonel McGregor yesterday, interviewed by Robert Kennedy. By uh, uh, It was on BitChute, worth watching. And he just said, they ain't got a prayer. <laughs> they ain't got a prayer over there, folks. And he went over a bunch of specifics and stuff. Uh, uh, worth digging up on BitChute and listening to if you're interested in the Ukraine. But he he said it'd be shocked if they're if they're viable past July. I believe what he said. I hope Putin's fixing to go in there and just put the hammer on those bastards. Hey Cody. Yeah. My understanding of Chevron difference. You gave the Cornell definition. My understanding is if unless Congress makes an explicit definition. Uh, the agency can go in there and play with the definition, and that's what Chevron difference is. Yeah, it's basically what it said, but it, you know, it, it, the court said reasonable interpretation. You know, so I guess they're leaving it open if the court wants to override it. Obviously, yeah. yeah Congress doesn't make a specific definition; they go in there and play with it. Yep, exactly. Well, isn't that isn't that their well, game? Roger brought up a isn't great that, point too it, that, that you have to go back to the intention of the lawmakers, also. Yeah. It's totally out of whack with the lawmaker's intention. Well, that's the, this is the deep you know. state. They just go off the rails, man. I mean, you know, they got caught in COVID with the case in Florida on masks. The whole mask thing was a scam because they're using an interpretive regulation that didn't go through notice and comment that's got general applicability. And Biden said, oh, we're going to appeal it. They had not appealed it yet, have they? They can't overcome the APA. Well, and this bullshit that Biden's saying about getting rid of the four, or using the Fourteenth Amendment to get rid of the debt ceiling. Well, yeah, it says Fourteenth Amendment. You can't question the debt, but the debt has to be authorized by Congress. Who do these people think they are? You know. Well, I think I, I you know, how about if I interpret it, say, well, I'm not a Fourteenth Amendment citizen. I'm not responsible for the debt. You know what? a guy should really do with all this 14th Amendment talk of Biden. Somebody should just challenge in court now and prove that it wasn't even 
Now, my understanding why the 14th isn't legal is because the southern states were denied representation during it in the, in the, in the Constitution. And it also, did you say, Roger, it was never ratified? Well, you can go and there's a number of, of, of issues there. First of all, they kicked the southern states out after they passed the 13th Amendment. They left the legislators in to pass the 13th Amendment in June. Why would that be, Cody? They let the southern legislators, or who are you saying? Yeah, that's exactly what I said. They let the southern legislators back into the Congress to pass the 13th Amendment. Why would they do that? Let me read it here. Go ahead and tell me. Because the 13th Amendment set the whole deal up. See, nobody understands the importance of the 13th Amendment because it set up them throwing the net over the states on federal citizenship. Okay, It outlawed slavery and involuntary servitude. It didn't outlaw voluntary servitude, but isn't voluntary servitude a contract that's voluntary? By its very nature. And earlier in yep. the earlier in the Constitution, it says you can't impair the ability to contract. So even though they left it out, it was already covered earlier in the Constitution. And then it goes on to say, unless a person is duly convicted for a crime in something, something, and their jurisdictions, there is the key word. That's the states. That's plural. That's where the state citizens were domiciled, residing technically. No, not residing in their own state, I guess, you know. But so that's the setup so they could throw the big net over and enslave everybody. That's why they let them back in because that's constitutional. Six months. It'd be interesting to challenge the 14th Amendment right now since yeah. it's being brought up by Biden. That'd be a really interesting I'm, if you I'm, get a federal court to. Uh, you, you're going to get notice and cut. You're going to get custom and usage if you, anybody tries to do that. You're not going to. It'd be a waste of your time, paper, money, filing fees, and everything else. Okay, you're not going to overturn the 14th yeah, Amendment. Just, it's been operable. Well, you, too. Might, you might get some national it's, recognition. That would be one, one advantage to it. Uh, yeah, don't count on it. Who are you going to get it from? Roger. Okay, hold on. Let's just finish here. Okay. So, Is custom and usage like over whatever other you know higher you know let me just bring up custom and usage is in relation to what we've been covering this phrase plausible deniability the, for the term custom and usage is basically plausible deniability. Yeah, that may have been wrong, but we've been following it for 170 years, so we're not going to go back and, and overturn it. Okay? So, the 13th Amendment, Cody, they let them back in to vote on it because it's got that there in it. Okay? And the 14th Amendment says all persons born or naturalized in the United States, comma, and subject to the, the singular, not their, the jurisdiction thereof. Okay? So the 13th was the setup to enslave everybody. The 14th laid the enslavement mechanism in place. And in the 14th, they kicked all the the southern states that had just fought a civil war 
to try and get this constitutional thing straightened out and wanted to secede and do their own thing. Now they turned around and kicked them out of the union, and they wouldn't let them come in to vote on the 14th unless they'd ratified. Okay, so and it, yeah, it's from a standpoint of, yes, you, they dismissed the Congress after the 13th. I don't remember all the terms, signy die and whatever, and there wasn't a full compliment on for the 14th. And there's a lot of issues that say it's unconstitutional, but we've been following it for 170 years. It's got a federal citizenship. Like See, that, that, what, here's the important thing. The important thing to consider is not to look at the Jim Crow laws black and white. That's where they want you to look. Those were two different political statuses. One was the new federal status with civil rights, and the other, Whitey, was the state citizen. Roger, but when when they Never. when they enslaved people with the Fourteenth Amendment with the presumption, well, they didn't enslave them initially, Merca. They were free. Supposedly, people thought they were free, not slaved. Right. Hidden under it was the feudal system. So they could drag it out later and exercise the there in the 13th Amendment and do a bankruptcy and throw everybody into the condition. These guys knew what they were doing 40, 50 years ahead of time. But So now that it's obvious and it's fraudulent, custom and usage, we should be able to overturn that. Well, we do. File an affidavit. Right. It overturns it. But there should be a a higher level of doing that, too. Well, no kidding, Sherlock. (laughs) I mean, I've only been on here preaching it for 12 damn years. Right. We we are putting our affidavits in, but what about the... I mean, like, if it's obvious now, people are learning about it, and it comes out in the open, and it's public, what else can be done to overturn it other than the affidavit uh, yeah. how many uh, how many of those semi-autos you got around the house Merka? oh yeah I like that idea yeah federal lawsuit you see that this is the last step before that don't I mean don't you get it yeah I get it I see what you're saying well, We're commanded. All these patriots, Roger. You know, I wonder. You know, if the guy got them all out of jail. You might have a little army. You know, ready to fight. You know, you get all these guys that have been. I, I think you got an army ready to fight from the people that left the military, rather than get a damn jab. Yeah, but it's like when they shut down the pipeline, and you don't have the pipeliners go to DC and get pissed off and raise hell like the Negroes do. Like, there's something wrong. This country, I guess it's going to have to get, I don't know. I mean, they say 60 to 70% of the people are living paycheck to paycheck. You think that would be enough right there to cause a revolution, but apparently it's not yet. Well, you know what? Let's go back to the language of Mr. Jefferson, Cody, in the Declaration. When, until, while sufferings, until sufferings become insufferable. Isn't that the language? Evidently, it's not insufferable yet. Yep. And that's, 
Well, they got enough wealth and shit for people that, yeah, it's not. I mean, I, I just. 70% what paycheck to paycheck. My I, God, you think people would be about pissed off. I mean, you know, I'm on there with Thumper for a pretty good while now. I don't know, a year, more than a year now. He knows all this stuff. He Yesterday, he's getting, we just got to stand up. We just got to stand up and say no. Why don't you uh, preach, you know, b- b- file an affidavit and get yourself free? Then you can stand up. If you stand up and you haven't done that, they've still got the underlying jurisdiction and they can shoot your ass. But you can't, I can't get people to see the bigger picture here. I don't know what the friggin' problem is. They want to concentrate on the problem instead of looking at the damn solution. Well, one of the issues is, Roger, we all know that the courts can still, you know, act unjustly and imprison us illegally. Well, no, 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 Cody, no. Cody, we don't know that. Because nobody that's filed this affidavit, will you hush for a minute? Nobody that's filed this paperwork in 12 years has had to face that. How do we know it? Because apparently there was a gal that there was January 6th and said she was a national. Well, all right. All right. Oh, she says she's a national. Did she have something on file with the Secretary of State? Is she following David straight? I'm a sovereign citizen crap. You don't know what led her up to yeah. that. She said she was a state citizen. So right there, that tells you she didn't thoroughly find out what she was doing. And besides right. that, why would you go once it's, you know? It's possible, but why I don't think judges Why would you even go are, if you know? A tyrant judge, they, they're going to want to, if they're tyrants, they're going to want to be tyrants. Well, that's right. And that's what, yeah, and hold it, Cody, you just hit the nail on the head. That's what this does, is it makes a tyrant act like a tyrant. You just missed the whole point. Yeah, well, what are we going to do about, you know, all these January 6ers that are being, you know, imprisoned? Unjustly, they, you know. Uh, you know what? Uh, you know what? It ain't my. It ain't my stroke to have to do something for them. I feel sorry for them. I know they're being unjustly prosecuted, held, and found guilty. But I can't do anything for them because they were citizens of the United States. Yeah, they were U.S. citizens, Cody. Can't do anything well, about even it right so now. if you're a national, I guarantee you they're going to stick you in their un- unjust uh, federal system there in D.C. Okay, well then why why hasn't that happened in 12 years with anybody, Cody, if you guarantee it? Again, if, once if you, you know, city, why would you go? Once you know. Well, exactly, but I'm saying if you're in their, in their the city. Well, you know, you know, Cody, if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. Roger, all I'm arguing is that these tyrants will act like tyrants, and they're not going to care about well, you know, the paperwork. Well, I, you know that uh, Cody, that's just been proven proven to be untrue. Sorry, well, that may be your opinion, but if you'd hang around here and hear the stories and try and apply this correctly, you'll find that that statement you just made's wrong. Listen, out of the you don't think anybody listen, else listen except that one lady we heard about. January Cody, 6th. No, Cody, Cody, listen, this is what I know. I know if anybody ran into that situation that I'd be one of the first damn people they ever contacted because they'd be going, Roger, Roger, what do I do? What do I do? And I've never had one of those calls, Cody, in 12 years. Your guarantee ain't worth a bucket of piss. 
Listen, out of the three systems, the judicial is the most corrupt. And from the beginning, Alexander Hamilton said it was the weakest one. So it's a lie from the beginning. They put a federal judge in there and they can do whatever they want. Well, isn't that what Jefferson warned about? One of the other, you know. Yeah, he said every 20 years. You ought to overturn the government every 20 years. The tree of tyranny needs to be watered with the blood of tyrants. I believe this is pretty close to his words. Patriots and tyrants alike. But you see, well, problem, you yeah. see, well, you see, people don't have the confidence like you, Cody, in this, and you don't understand that what you are is your decision. You got to learn the information and stand up for yourself in those positions. That's your insurance. That's your protection. And nobody that's done that adequately yeah. outside of this traffic crap. Nobody that's done that adequately has ever had any repercussions, to my knowledge. Ever. Well, is there an argument on this traffic crap? Because i got to go to traffic court. No, because you're in different jurisdictions with Judge, Judge Roy Bean and Boss Hogg. Yeah. That's yeah, just... You know, what, whatever happened to the principle in this country, no victim, no crime. You know? It went away with the civil law, and man, the, it went away with the civil law coming on the scene is what happened to it. It's still there. It's just hidden. And if you don't have an affidavit on file, you can't access it. Right. This Ecuadorian constitution is pretty interesting. It's very detailed. A lot more thorough than the American one. Oh boy, I tell you what, I thank God every day I ended up here. Okay. Okay. You know, like Daryl said, okay, if the speed limit's 45, I do 44. Okay, so you just mind your P's and Q's so you don't get in traffic situations. Well, I try to do it. You know, I was tired or something that night. Nobody's on the damn road, but of course, for some reason, they were heavily policed on the four way stop there. And, you know, shit. You know, it was even misty and kind of nasty out. I may not have even properly seen the sign, but hell, nobody was on the road, you know. So these cops are just being revenue agents rather than cha-ching, cha-ching. discretion when it didn't even matter. They're wanting their they pension. Don't. They're wanting their pension buttressed. Did you send your affidavit yeah. in, Cody? To the feds, I did. Yeah, see, well, see, Cody hadn't believed in this, the whole thing. He's never followed up. He didn't put in a passport. He did give local notice. He just looks at this with a jaundiced eye and can't believe that it works. Oh, I just haven't got a new passport. I don't even have a passport at the moment. I need to go send mine in. Yep, you need that. But, uh... So, you know, look, a lot of this is mindset, people. It's your belief that you've got these rights and this power. And you're going to have to stand up and defend them. People have been trying to stand up and defend them every time men have ever had them. Because everybody's always trying to take them away. That's why I emphasize you got to learn and have command of the information. you got to have that self-confidence. you got to have that knowledge. you got to have that wherewithal or you'll stand up in front of these guys with facts and belligerently uh, face them. What about the right of association part of the Constitution, Roger? I, mean, I have no idea about argue it. that we're being forced to associate with the federal government. When 
you volunteered, Cody. Every time they ever asked you, you answered yes. What I mean, what are you bitching about? Well, I'm just I'm, like right now. I'm looking at something locally with the local co-op says that state law and federal law, or whatever, forces them to put fluoride in the water. And I said I would argue that you know we're not you're not a public water system. You know, co-ops are private i think that's a i think that's a local decision because there are jurisdictions that do not put fluoride in the water not many i'll grant you but i believe there's a couple that means it's local decision yeah doing that but apparently the illinois law says they have to and i told the guy and he finally wrote me back and he said well i don't think you're right because you know maybe he's you know because it's a co-op it's going to be quasi-public in a way because they get federal you know, loans or whatever, but it's still, in theory, a private association. They got their own bylaws and everything. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to check. There's a a group called Fluoride Alert. uh, Fluoride Alert that follows a lot of this stuff. It has some different lawsuits going on, so I'm trying to contact them and see if they got a good lawyer or something to challenge right. some of this well any but, you know any of those local things you know goes back to the old saying cody all politics is local raj yes yeah if Paul, they take federal money they have to follow federal if you rules. if you receive the benefit you owe the duty if you have protection you owe allegiance all the same thing All righty, kids, we're going to find the cost of freedom here for the rest of the day in 22 hours. We will reconvene right here on all these different platforms and have this wonderful social intercourse with these wonderful people who have this fire of freedom burning in their breast. And we welcome you. If you know other people that are looking to have a fire, tell them to come on by and join us. See you all tomorrow.